0: Welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Hello and yes, welcome to the podcast. It is a Friday, so that does mean we are here to talk about Impact Wrestling from last night. But before I do that, I hope you're all well. I hope this week's been a good week. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh we- don't have quite so much going on at the weekend, I don't think. I think it's just NXT uh, Vengeance Day on Saturday. Plus a load of indies, obviously. But let's get to the Impact Wrestling review, shall we? And the first match was East Austin and Chris Bay of Bullet Club versus Kushida and Kevin Knight. Uh, Knight and Bay started off the match where they showed off their athleticism. Knight hit a springboard cross body and a running, twisting, splash thing. Uh, Bay, though, drop kicked Knight out of the air after he attempted a springboard. Ace Austin comes into the match and he takes the pace up a notch with kicks and sort of ninja type moves. Uh, Bullet Club then single out Knight, cutting off the ring. Kushida, though, gets a hot tag. He runs wild, does his cartwheel drop kick. Uh, Bay goes for the art of finesse on him, though, but Kushida catches him in midair into an armbar. We then get a chicken fight spot with uh, Knight and Chris Bay on the shoulders of their opponents. Uh, Knight hit an elevated drop kick, which got a two count. All four men go at it, and then we get this incredible spot where Kevin Knight goes to slingshot to the outside onto Ace Austin from inside the ring, but Chris Bay, who was on the top turnbuckle, leaped at him, catching him in midair, and hitting a cutter on the apron. The timing of this was incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Um, Awesome spot. Back in the ring, Chris Bay hits Art of Finesse, Ace Austin hits the fold, and the Bullet Club pick up the win. This is a fantastic match. Uh, This tag team of Ace and Bay are, I think, one of the most exciting tag teams in the world. I like both men singly, but uh, I've been a big supporter of Ace Austin for quite some time now. And I really want them to sort of show the world what they can do. I know they're getting runs in New Japan as well, which is great. The world needs to get as many eyes as possible on these two, I think. Giselle Shaw versus Savannah Evans was up next. Uh, Evans takes control of the match early on, she's sort of throwing Shaw around the ring all over the place. Uh, When we come back from a break though Shaw was in control but a big sidewalk slam gave Evans some time to recover. She also plants Shaw with a Samoan drop and a spine buster followed by a fisherman's suplex for two. Then off a distraction by Jay Vidal Shaw nailed a super kick and a big knee strike and picks up the win. After the match... Uh, Giselle Shaw grabbed a microphone and cuts a promo about not caring about anyone else in Impact Wrestling, and the spotlight is where it should be on her. I really like Giselle Shaw. Uh, I think she's got a bright future. Yeah, uh, this was okay. I mean, it was nothing special. Two big women going at it. Um, yeah, it was okay. We we'll see Kenny King walking through backstage, pissed off that no one's talking about him. Uh showing what Mike Bailey really is like. He eventually comes across Johnny Swinger and a match between those two gets made for later. Santino, after a break, then makes the match official. Uh, we have Steve Macklin come in and demands a title shot but instead he makes four single matches where the winners would go on to a fatal four way match at the next pay-per-view I think No Surrender isn't it for the number one contendership he puts Macklin in one of the matches and Dirty Dango is in one as well he comes into the scene trying to be a deputy or something I don't know weird weird Crazy Steve then took on Sheldon Dean. Dean overpowers Steve at the start of this one, but Steve comes back and does a neck snap thing and then bites him. He hits a cannonball in the corner and then a dive in DDT for the win. Quick and to the point, uh, Crazy Steve is obviously quite a few levels above Sheldon Dean. But I think he's young, Sheldon Dean guy, so maybe look out for him in the future. He certainly looks the part. After the match, Trey Miguel shows up and attacks uh, Black Taras, who is in the corner of Crazy Steve and Crazy Steve, from behind. But Steve gets the better of him and then tags himself with Miguel's logo again as Miguel runs away up the ramp. Now we again go backstage and Santino sits down with Raven and he asks him what he needs to do to make the company money, I think. Raven tells him, basically, make him champion. People will come and <laughs> see him as champion. That may have been true 15 years ago, but maybe not so now. Uh, we then see the Yeti, for some reason, as they sort of tease a return of the flock. Again, a bit weird, but great to see Raven still being involved. Bully Ray then comes to the ring to cut a promo. He, uh, he's making little kids cry around the ringside. He says he's starting to get the feeling that people around here don't like him. Uh, the fans definitely don't like him. He talks about not being in the Golden Six Shooter match last week. He reminds Santino what happened to Scott De Moore a couple of weeks ago. He then turns his attentions to Tommy Dreamer. He says that they've never liked each other. He says Tommy's the biggest phony in the wrestling business. Uh, he just wants to be loved by everyone and he's nothing more than a snake. This is where Mickey James interrupts him. She... Comes out and confirms Bully and Tommy don't like him. She sits there and watches them argue. Uh, she then calls Bully the snake and tells him to get the hell out of Impact Wrestling. Bully tells her that he'll smack her if she keeps smiling. He f- threatens to hurt her and calls her not as good as some of the other wounds that he's hurt in the past in the wrestling business. Uh, calls Mickey a tramp this pisses her off so she slaps Bully Ray but Bully takes a minute and then picks her up and slams her on the mat Uh, he sets her up for a powerbomb Skylar and Hotch turn up and get a table out from underneath the ring but Tommy Dreamer runs down to the ring and runs them off Uh, he grabs a microphone and calls Hotch and Skylar bitches uh, says that he'll, he, he will have a match at some point with Bully Ray and then challenges Hotch and Skyler to a tag team match with Mickey James as his partner. They sort of try saying no and running away, but Santino comes out and says you don't have the authority to make that match, but he does. He makes the match for next week and bans Bully Ray from ringside. I quite like what Bully Ray's doing. I like the heel character. Um, He certainly believes it. I know maybe he's not quite as uh, young as he was. Maybe that's the right way to put it. I don't know. But I like him still. Uh, He's good in this role anyway. We then get Johnny Swinger versus Kenny King. And this was so pointless and stupid Uh, Swinger did his crap sort of 80s bullshit and then got kicked in the head and King hit his finisher and won the match after the match Kenny King puts every champion on notice I really like Kenny King I'm not a fan of Johnny Swinger Um, and I don't like this gimmick it's not funny to me I I don't like it at all Uh, backstage Billy Ray talks to Masha Slamovich he basically tries to get in her head talking about Mickey James knowing that she's been disrespecting Masha uh, he tells her I wouldn't let her get away with it I don't know what she replied with because it was in Russian but I bet she just wants to kick someone's ass that woman is an ass kicker we see Matt Cardona gathering everyone around a monitor backstage and he shows a music video that he's made in response to Joe Hendry's from last week uh, which was obviously terrible he's sort of celebrating turns around and everyone's walked away basically that's that's what went on there and our main event was Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, Yuya Uemura, and Rich Swan versus the Design. Uh, Callahan and Swan start off the match. Callahan gets the better of that. Angels comes in, but he gets taken out by Hurricane Rana by Swan. Uemura comes in and hits a drop kick. Uh, Dina and Alexander then tag in. They have a chop exchange until Dina bites him. We have a standoff between both teams in the middle of the ring, and all eight men go at it. Uh, Swan does a dive off the apron as we head to a break. When we come back, Kazarian is then in the ring with Angels. Uh, Callahan tries to get involved, reaching through the ropes, but Kaz's leg drops him on uh, through the ropes. The baby faces were on top until Angel's catches Swan in midair with a nice power slam. The design then work over Swan and single him out. This seemed to go on for ages though. Eventually Josh Alexander got the hot tag and he gave everyone a German suplex, a jumping knee to Con and an ankle lock, but Con kicks him off. Back into Uramura, who tags in and delivers another drop kick. Uh, Callahan takes him out though, and everyone comes in and hits something big. Dina knocks Uramura off the top rope, straight into Callahan, who gets him up for a pile driver and wins the match for the design. This was okay, but the heat spot for me on Swan seemed to just suck the life out of the crowd and it did out of me, I got bored because it seemed to go on way too long with Swan not really showing any signs of life you kind of want your baby face to show that there's some fight there and you never really got that other than that, all I can say is this was okay I don't think this was one of their better shows if I'm honest, that I've been uh, watching recently but it's nice to see them with a decent sized crowd in the arena watching now it does make it feel a little bit more important uh, it did look a little bit drab and looked like nobody was there maybe there wasn't anybody there that's why they did it beforehand uh, the camera angle <coughs> was a lot better but yeah and uh, not the greatest of shows i would say but that is your impact wrestling review we've rushed through it a little bit today just because i've got nothing more to say on what i watched um but as always you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Talks wrestling facebook page follow me on twitter i am at adam chalk 8 on there i'll be back tomorrow or at some point over the weekend, with the SmackDown and AW Rampage reviews. I will also have the NXT Vengeance Day review. May just have someone with me for that as well. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.